0: If the guy wasn't built like a refrigerator and I had a stronger arm, I would have picked him up and flung him through the mirror across the room. Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulthood while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about something close to my heart, something I've spent a lot of time doing something that is so familiar to me, but at the same time has been fraught with funny moments. Well, and horrifying moments. It's physical therapy. Now, the dictionary defines physical therapy as the treatment of disease, injury, or deformity by physical methods, such as massage, heat therapy, and exercise rather than by drugs or surgery. Those of us in the know, or those of us who are veterans of physical therapy, just call it PT. We shorten it to PT because we're too tired to say six syllables. Of course, those initials could also stand for physical torture. But I like to think of myself as a glass half full kind of gal. So I try not to fixate too much on the torture and pain side of it. I've now been treated at four different physical therapy providers in my life. The first one I can barely remember. What I do remember is that I went there for my back and they gave me massages to loosen up my muscles. And that was a good thing. It must have been a good experience otherwise because I can't remember much more. Maybe they were too easy on me. The second provider I went to was probably either for my back or my knees. I've had trouble with both my whole adult life, it seems. But once I started riding horses, I tended to fall off a lot. This wasn't planned, of course, it just happened. They say the only people who don't fall off a horse are those who don't ride. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Horses are flight animals, so it's sometimes like riding a 1,000-pound rabbit. Rabbits are flight animals, too. They're skittish, nervous, and tending towards sudden movements to get away from scary things, like a plastic bag (laughs) or maybe a small dog. Yeah, scary things. I also had been rear-ended in my car a few times, which aggravated my back. So the doctors sent me to PT. The second place I went to was okay. Just okay. But it was close to the barn, so a couple of my barn friends were going there as well. It was also close to the studios. You know, Warner Brothers, Universal, Disney. In what I can only call a completely surreal occurrence, One of the actors that played a munchkin in The Wizard of Oz was coming in with his wife. Jerry Marin would come in to support his wife in her recovery and help her with her exercises. He was so sweet. It was a small space, and I remember he was very kind and affable towards other people who were there. I mean, how many people can say they went to physical therapy with a Wizard of Oz munchkin? He was the last living munchkin from the film and he died at age 98, quite a while later. I also used to see him with his caregiver at the local diner. He must have lived in the area. The thing about this physical therapy office that I remember also besides Jerry Marin was the staff. They were nice. They were helpful, but, they were all older. (laughs) One thing about physical therapy, I found that the best offices are run by staff that are active themselves. These guys, usually there were two men who managed everyone and oversaw their exercises, look like they would have trouble walking up a flight of stairs themselves. It's not necessarily the best role model for clients. The next time my back went out in a big way, I asked my doctor to send me to a different place. Well, different isn't always better. (laughs) This place was in what seemed like a former home or a small apartment building converted to a physical therapy office. It had small individual rooms that you were stuck in for an hour. Unfortunately, I always worked with the same therapist And I use the word therapist loosely. She seemed more like a caregiver for the elderly. She was young too. I mean, not that I was old. She got a little judgy a couple of times, saying that maybe my pain was caused by menopause. I guess I must have seemed older than the hills to her. Well, I was nowhere near menopause at that point. I don't want to discount her training, but well, it seemed like she really didn't have any. (laughs) Ouch. It was soon thereafter, I decided I needed a break from PT. Besides, my insurance wasn't paying for all of it, and I wasn't feeling that much better. And when I added up the judgment, balance with the price, it wasn't worth my time. Fast forward to the time I tore my meniscus. Well, I needed to have my knee scoped, but somehow, some way, my knee had gotten to a point where I wasn't able to straighten it anymore, and bending it wasn't that easy anymore either. I was going to need PT again, but this time, I wanted to find someone good. Was that too much to ask? This is when I realized I should start asking around. And who better to start asking than people at the barn? People who ride horses get hurt a lot. I'm not trying to dissuade anyone who wants to ride, but it just happens. Well, at this point, my peers at the barn hadn't necessarily had surgeries to repair anything, but they had had injuries So several people suggested a guy named Mark. I wasn't really sure about too much else, but his office was pretty close to our house. And several people had mentioned he did a good job helping them to recover. It was a good start. The first time I went to his facility, I was a little put off because it was just one big open room, kind of like... Physical therapy warehouse. I thought, what did I get myself into? (laughs) But wait, everyone said this was a good place. Okay, PT warehouse aside, everyone could pretty much see everyone else doing their exercises. No privacy. That seemed awkward at best. What happened if I had a wardrobe malfunction? Or worse yet, what would happen if someone else did? Like the little old lady in the corner. I didn't wanna see anything that I didn't need to see. I was also worried this would turn into a big time suckage, a big party with people talking to me. What I found was that somehow the staff managed to maintain professionalism and modesty if they were massaging different parts of patients' bodies. I mean, that could be really awkward, right? But it wasn't. And there's maybe some unwritten code that everyone sticks to themselves and concentrates on their own exercises. So there's not a lot of talking amongst patients, but that round and the subsequent times I've been there, everyone is very respectful of each other. It turns out seeing other people struggling through their exercises quietly, somehow mostly, gives me a sense of camaraderie and I don't feel so alone. Right now, my husband is going at the same time to help him with strength and balance. Balance is a real big issue as you get older, and we enjoy going together although we go our separate ways after we walk in the door. Bill usually wears a cap with some insignia on it and a t-shirt too, maybe a musician or singer on the front. Some people find it easy to start up a conversation, especially if they're interested in the same musician. Right now, there's a guy going at the same time who is pretty chatty. And for some reason, he's latched onto Bill. Bill is a good listener. Anyway, this guy's from Philadelphia, one of our favorite places, and he's known to talk a lot about cheesesteaks, among other things. It feels like he doesn't get enough attention, or maybe he needs more attention than most people. Some days, some of the staff willingly listen to his stories while he does his exercises, which really, his stories seem more like Stream of consciousness. But lately, I've caught some of the staff rolling their eyes. Yeah, he talks that much. I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't talk. Bill is often finished before I am, so he's up front waiting for me and is trying to get a comment question in somewhere in the conversation. There is always the one person who is usually doing All their exercises at top speed with what looks like top strength. Why are they here? It's usually a very fit 20 something gal who looks something like a cheerleader. Oh, wait, maybe she is a cheerleader and hurt herself doing a cheer. Why is she here? Did I already say that? Okay, so maybe this all makes me a little judgy, but. If they want to work out, go to a gym. It makes me want to go up to them and say, Wow, you really look like you're about to graduate from PT. Or maybe it should be instead, It looks like you have graduated from PT. But I remember one of my favorite mantras, compare and despair. And I try to remember that I'm on my own journey and that annoyingly perky, muscular, in a fit way young thing with a seemingly good muscle tone probably had a really tough road to endure. Yeah, that's it. That's what I tell myself (gasps) almost every time. And sometimes I even listen. I can't say I'm happy to see people do poorly at PT. But yes, I'm happy when someone comes in and is just starting. And maybe they're really sore or weak. Hey, I got to feel better about myself sometimes. I don't want to always be the worst in the room, the warehouse. Then there's actually doing the exercises they give you. That's the thing. It's not just about sitting there and watching other people. It's about doing the work. And that's the hard part. At PT, they do get really creative with a series of different colored bands that offer resistance. Sometimes I feel like I'll have the band over my head with my ankle behind my neck or or something, but oh, wait, I wouldn't be able to get into that position. Or even out of that position. (laughs) When you first start out, you think to yourself, this won't be so hard. Then they tell you what you should do and how many repetitions you need to accomplish. And by the end of it, you're wiped out. Sometimes I just wanna lie on that big table like a beached seal. Notice, I didn't say beached whale. But then here comes one of the PT techs. Here's the thing I like about this facility. They have the senior therapists who work hands-on with you and do the evaluations. They also employ therapy assistants who are younger folks, mostly going to school to become physical therapists. They need to get their hours in for experience. They have a lot of energy and are eager to learn. So once I start to look like I'm languishing, one of them comes over to ask me how I'm doing. And it's a veiled attempt at saying, get going again. Prodding, always pushing you along, which is okay. I'm there to progress, right? And my appointment is an hour. So if I don't accomplish all my exercises, I'm really only hurting myself, right? But sometimes your body betrays you. I've always had one side that is stronger than the other. That's getting better now, but at first it was pretty rough. I would lay on my back and raise one leg 10 times and do okay. Then I would change and try to raise the other leg, and feel like I had a 25 pound weight on it. What the heck? How did that happen? Having both of my knees operated on at the same time, three months ago, people tell me I'm hardcore. I have to laugh. Yeah, me, 61 years old and hardcore. I guess I am though, a little. It was the right decision for me, and mostly it worked out pretty good. I had the pain after surgery, that was gonna happen either way. At least I don't have a second surgery to look forward to. Or I guess the word is dread. The pain of getting up and going to the bathroom or getting out of the recliner I've been sleeping in or even getting into the recliner was pretty severe in the first week or two. I had an ice machine that I put on around my knees, almost continually around the clock the first week. I felt like a big human popsicle. It was really cold. I was really cold. If I had eaten ice cream, I would have turned blue all over like a Smurf, but it really helped with the pain and inflammation, a big frozen, painful Smurf. One of the parts About PT is the exercises. But the other part is working with the therapist, or should I say, the therapist working with you or working on you. So this is when Mark comes over and massages my knees to work on loosening the scar tissue. Scar tissue, it's a thing. After my surgery, once I started to feel a little bit better, I realized I could walk, but I couldn't really bend my legs that well. I mean, maybe if someone had come up and fell on me, ouch, it would have bent, but wow, my knees wouldn't really bend much past 90 degrees. A right angle, that's a weird feeling. When your body used to do something And now it doesn't. So Mark works on massaging these areas. Now, the word massage usually indicates a good thing, right? A feel good moment. Well, not always in PT. This part usually hurts. I try to tell Mark a story about what happened to me during the week so I don't feel the pain as much. I visualize the scar tissue hanging on, as my mother used to say, for dear life. It doesn't want to give up. Actually, there are knee surgery patients who need to go back under the knife to release their scar tissue. Yeah, it's a thing. So getting rid of it is important and not necessarily easy. I don't want another surgery. And then after hitting all the sore points, Mark takes my leg and bends it until my face starts to contort. (laughs) Actually, I'm sure it's only until he feels like it won't bend anymore and he feels a certain level of resistance, but ouch. And then he's done with me. Phew. Well, this process has now gotten me from 90 degrees of bend to 120 degrees. So I've made great progress. And it's all because of physical therapy. Well, it's a little because of me too. Mark is tough on me. I know that. But it's a tough I appreciate. Mark recently took a well earned week's vacation. I mean, this guy not only works hard, but he has a beautiful family and he needs his relaxation time fun time. Now, I knew in advance this could be good or it could be bad. Other therapists would work with or rather on me. One day, a young man came up to me and he was built like one of those parts of Stonehenge. (laughs) Big, solid, strong. So when he got to the massage part, my knees were crying I'll say this about the massage sessions. It's not just about the actual time being massaged. It's about the next 24 hours or so. I've been known to sit for a while. And when I go to get up, I'm cursing my therapist. Well, I was just recovering from this first marks on vacation session when I went for the second time and got another therapist du jour seeing his arm muscles should have been my first clue about what was going to happen. If the first guy was strong, this guy found a muscle Mark had thankfully missed in the back of my knee called my hamstring that was so tight massaging it rivaled any of the pain I had post-op. You know, when someone hits a spot that is so painful it hits you to the core, Yeah, this was what that was. I tried talking through it, but I literally stopped breathing and said, oh, that's a nine, referring to the usual pain scale of one to 10. What I really meant was more like a 15, but nine was the first number that came into my head and my brain was too shocked to think further. If the guy wasn't built like a refrigerator and I had a stronger arm, I would have picked him up and flung him through the mirror across the room. (laughs) I'm kidding. Of course, not really. Now, the last challenge, the last benchmark that I'm going to want to reach is stairs for a knee surgery patient like myself climbing stairs, or descending stairs is the holy grail. Sometimes I watch people amble downstairs with ease, and I'm jealous. <laughs> it's the little things, right? It used to be so easy, but once your knees go, stairs are a bitch. It's all part of the process. Now in the backyard, we have five stairs that go down to the lower part of the yard with railing on either side. This is good because I can practice and build more strength. Well, the other night I went out with Brownie on one of her potty breaks and decided to descend the stairs and use the railings to steady myself. (sighs) Oh dear. A slug had decided to climb up the railing on his way to somewhere and my hand smashed right into him. When nature meets function, when PT and gardens collide, There's something about a slug that just doesn't easily wash off. I'll tell you, this is what I've learned. It's the ultimate goo factor. It took multiple soap applications to get him off. Oh, the pitfalls of recovery. My mother had Parkinson's disease. And one thing they tell you about Parkinson's is to stay physically active. It helps slow the progression of the disease. Well, mom was never what you could call interested in being physically active, even in her younger years. After dad died and she had full time caregivers here at home, the doctors sometimes ordered home PT for her. She would get them talking about things like the weather, the pets, the garden, their kids, and they got distracted. But I could tell that mom wasn't that motivated to do any exercises on days between therapy, and she never asked for more than the minimum number of sessions. For me, I will say that I rarely do the actual exercises at home, but I do some physical activity every day. Ask my husband. I'm always moving. I do a lot of work in the garden. There's a lot to do. Weeding, planting, raking, etc., And if I have a day where I don't feel like doing that, I can take the dog for a walk or I can go to the market. My therapist says that counts too. He'd like it if I kept my activity level to 20 minutes at a time for now. I do the best I can. And then they're just taking care of the pets, the laundry, and all the other things that a house requires. And my best friend is still ice. I got rid of the rented ice machine and I'm now just using frozen peas, which I should probably go find about now. That's all I've got for today. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries.